Sleevers Podcast returns in normal form. I'm excited, Carl. It's been a while. Uh, it's Wednesday, January 3rd. We're recording this the night before. Carter Elliott, Greg Waddell, Cartino. How you doing? You got a bag of skinny pot for the people, it looks like. New Year. The bit's back. Oh. I'll be bringing a snack to every episode. <laughs> That's it? That That's just the resolution is you're bringing a snack to every episode? Yeah, I was going to do a mock turtleneck for every episode, but just realized, did not know the price of mock turtlenecks was out of control like that. Like, I can't just scoop a mock turtleneck for 10 bucks. What size are you wearing these days? XL. Okay. I uh, Maybe I'll, I'll have some birthday gifts for you in the future. I love Old Navy mock turtlenecks for anyone out there listening. Are you in a mock turtleneck right now? No, this is a long sleeve. Okay, kind of looked like one for a second. A little bunched on the collar right now. That's not an insult. Like you look good in mock turtlenecks. It kind of did the way your shoulder looks right now. It looked like you kind of have it. Sorry, I'm really approaching 2024 with a chip, a nasty chip. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta be honest. We've recorded a lot in the last 24 hours or so. I know this is like everybody's first day back to work, so we're all trying to get back in the swing of it. But I did have to ask you this morning after we recorded some recaps, like, are you doing okay? Because I definitely sense like there's there's an angsty energy to you this year. And I got to be honest, I feel like you've carried that into this video right now. Even the way you opened that skinny pop and just opened your your speaking on this episode feels a little angsty. Well, because like it's really starting to hit me that I'm, my haters are comfortable right now. They're feeling really good. Like they they probably cleaned their desk. They cleaned like the fridge out. They did like a bunch of stuff to reset their life and prepare to be a major hater on me and what I do. And that doesn't sit right with me. And by the end of January, middle of February, I want them to think back on how they took me for granted as a hater at the start of this year. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what flavor skinny pop is that? We just cook an original right now. Yeah. It's like the good old original bag. Um, my wife has like this thing called a micro kitchen at her work office. And like it's just got snacks everywhere. Like so today she brought me home a little little bag of skinny pop and also this like all natural diet ginger ale drink that was really fire. Had it with dinner. Do you feel like that's your wife trying to tell you something? Like brings you home a bag of skinny pop and a diet drink? I mean I mean Creed's one of her favorite movies that always sits with me. So yeah. Okay. All right, message received, I guess. Uh, well, it's good to be back. Uh, hopefully, I can help contribute to you not being so angsty. That's my goal by the end of this episode. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we're getting back to our roots. We have three topics, all three of which revolve around Big Ten basketball. What do you know? We've had like eight days off, and we're like, let's get back to our favorites. Uh, Purdue and Illinois played last night. Both looked fantastic. Looks like a two-horse race at the top of the conference. We have recaps up for the two of them. We're back in preview and recap mode for a bunch of stuff this week. Uh, you can subscribe to the Sleepers YouTube channel to see all of that. Join the Discord if you want to support us. That's the number one way to do so. Still, as we go into this year, Car, we, uh, we have to do a ticket giveaway. I'm not prepared to do that today. I don't have the names in the randomizer yet. So we're going to do that tomorrow, a couple days late. But for Thursday's episode, we will have our ticket giveaway, uh, the third of its kind. 
If you are a Discord member, you get a free entry into a drawing for tickets to whatever sporting event you want. We'll just buy it for you and we'll send it to you. Two tickets to your choice. Uh, so if you want to get in on January's giveaway for that, you have a day to sign up for the Discord. It's $9.99 a month. Click the link in the description of every video that we do uh, if you are interested in joining our community over there. We cracked 100 people over the holiday. That was a fantastic milestone, Cart. And uh, all of those lovely 100 people combined to give us one comment for this episode. But first, you have to give us your YouTube comment of the day. Man, I don't, I don't even, I almost forgot how to even do this. Um, before I read my YouTube comment of the day, do you want to say anything to the Washington Husky fans out there who have found us? Uh, yeah, yep, I do. Um, so I, I just had an F performance. That's what happened today. So we've been leaning into doing some football now. Uh, I, we haven't talked about this too much, but like, we kind of want to do more than just basketball at some point. Like when college basketball season ends, we don't want our channel to just like go away. We enjoy doing this so much that we want to be able to talk like NBA playoffs, potentially maybe talk NFL playoffs as those get here. So uh, we tried to just spin this up for college football playoff as it's convenient that a Michigan team is making a run. Um, so we started doing that. And I honestly think they've been pretty good. I've enjoyed like listening back to them. I enjoy talking about them. I feel like I learned a lot from talking to you. With that said, some misfires on takes from me already. I had a Xavier Worthy take that just did not hold up. Said he was the best wide receiver in this game. Did not hold up. And uh, then this morning when we recorded, in my defense, it was very early. This morning when we recorded, uh, I, I Googled Texas Washington box score. And I was reading numbers from a box score. I have no idea what box score it was. But it told me that Xavier Worthy had like 80 yards receiving and that every Washington receiver had like 50 yards receiving. Just not the case, just not factual. So I don't know where those numbers came from. Hand up, that's on me. Hand up, bad take. But a uh, bad introduction for Washington fans who discovered our channel for the first time to hear me just spewing straight up lies. Yeah, I think it's pretty well said. Uh but also credit to you for the hand up. That's all me take. I mean, that's part of that's part of a sleeper's program. Also, at the same time, though, I find it objectively hilarious that the first time we ever talked about football, we just lied the whole time. Yeah, and <laughs> it, 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 I'm so mad at myself because of the time that it took. And like, I just like you even said it. You asked me if I was all right after that episode. I was just a little bit out of it. I think for some reason, and I was like in my head, I'm like, I swear to God that Rome. Oduzier for the people who commented that. Uh Odunze, actually. Oh god, I, once again I did it. You know I'm not good with names. Um had more yards than Xavier Worthy. Like I just remember watching that and I just kind of let it go and I was like, you know what? Greg wouldn't lie to me. So Yeah, I lied. It's on I me lied. as well. But it wasn't an intentional lie. But with that said, find it objectively hilarious that we just lied in the very first time we ever talked about football. And, uh, yeah, while you were down in the dumps, I still think this is what's hanging over your head and leading to the angst. But you operated like a man who had to sit back and watch Jim Harbaugh, who is your most hated rival in your life, go lead his team to a national championship game. Jim Harbaugh is not my most hated. He's like He's probably like seventh on my list. Is that because you don't view him as a threat? Yeah. Yeah, it used to be you don't view him as a threat, but now he's like very clearly a threat and you still won't admit it, which I think is leading to the angst. Oh, we're talking about like in the football space? 
I'm talking about in any space you want. Like, why you I don't mean, find Jim he, Harbaugh threatening at all? No, no, he's a threat in college in the college football space, hundred percent. I don't think you want to coach against that man. He's shown that he can win football games. Okay, all right. Where do you find him non-threatening? I mean, just like anywhere in the park, um, outside of a Planned Parenthood, um, just to name a few places. Who do you uh, find threatening at a park? Who do I find threatening at a park? Yeah, like you're acting like it's it's like a, an indictment on Harbaugh that you wouldn't find him threatening at a park. Who would be threatening at a park? I don't know, like a UFC fighter or something. Okay. Are you threatening in a park? No, I'm pretty like, you know, how you doing? Like head nod, like have a good day type vibes. But hmm. on to my YouTube comment of the day. Been watching you guys for a while now. This comes from King Sonk, I think it is. What are your thoughts on doing a live stream during the game? I get all the post-game thoughts, but it would be interesting to see your thoughts live. Play it in the background and I will watch with you. Love listening to you guys. Appreciate the kind words, first of all. Great start to the new year. Great start with the YouTube comment of the day. Um, we do gotta do a live stream. I just don't know how we would do it. Would it be you know, would it be in Discord? That's where I'd want it to be. I've seen people use the playback app. Would people actually want to do that? Actually want to watch us watch games? I don't necessarily know. Sometimes those type of things make me cringe a little bit. So uh we will give it a go this year. We'll pick the game, we will make it happen, uh, and we'll see how it goes. Will we give it a go, or is it this just one of those things we're going to say we'll give a go and not actually give a go? I mean, we're not going to know that until either it's go- given a go or we just don't do it. Or it goes without being given a go. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I'm very willing to do that. Uh, Cart and I are watching all of these games, literally. like It's not like a joke or a gimmick that, like, you know, it's not like we don't watch these games and then we come on and do previews and recaps. Like we genuinely pretty much every single night of the season that we can are watching these games. Um, so it logistically, like we're already spending the time on it. If we could find the right platform, it would be fun to do. My fear with doing it would be um, that no one would actually show up right away. And we're, I don't think we're the best at promoting when we do stuff like this. Like I think we've we've made a concerted effort to be good at it with the Bleacher Report stuff. But outside of the Bleacher Report stuff, we're, we're kind of bad at stuff like that. And we tried to do a live just audio room uh, earlier this year when I was on vacation for a week to the Discord. And we just like, not to put it on the Discord, but it was like, what time would work for everybody? And like one person responded. So we scrapped it because we didn't know that anyone would show up. So kind of hard. Like a lot of the people that comment on our YouTube videos saying they would like stuff like that. We don't have any way to actually like interact with them. And right. I don't, yeah, I don't want to do it and have nobody show up. But uh, noted feedback because it would be fun to do. And we used to do a lot of Spotify live room stuff together. So certainly something we could do again. All right. Thanks to YouTube. Uh, let's go to the one comment we got from Discord. Again, I, I posted this in the Discord in the comments thread today, but I don't know if everybody saw it. But I'm just going to say this for uh, future episodes this week. We got a ton of awesome comments over the holiday week. So many so that we are so backlogged now from not doing episodes. It would just take us like three hours to read them all. So we're not going to do that. Um, Instead, we have one comment since I reset the thread. And we're just going to read that comment. If you want comments that you commented during the holiday break read, go back and repost them for tomorrow's episode. And I promise we will get to them. The only comment we have for today, Cart, is from Go Boilers 20 Blake. 
He says, how many conference games can each projected one seed lose and still be a one seed? For sake of bias, consider the top six, UConn, Kansas, Arizona, Marquette, Purdue, and Houston. I think Houston and Arizona have the least room for loss, probably can't afford more than two. Marquette, UConn could probably lose two to three, maybe four. I think Kansas and Purdue have the most room. Each could lose three to four more games and still get a one seed. Uh, and then he says, please note, this was submitted before Arizona dropped their road game blowout at Stanford. Yeah, that was a really, really bad loss. Uh, what are your thoughts, Cart? I, you know, I, I don't know because, like, I, I compare it to last year, right? Like, last year it was all, oh, like, there's so much parody, something like that, da-da-da. You know, those words were used, great for college basketball. When in all actuality, like, the whole country just kind of stunk. I think that that's a reverse this year. Like, I think that there's some top-heavy teams with, like, the Purdue's, the Arizona's, and those teams. But I also feel like I could honestly see any team 1 through 25 making a run. And I don't say that in, like, a, the whole country stinks type of way. I just think that there is a more large amount of good teams in the country. Yeah, I uh... – I don't think that there is much of an objective answer to this. I'm sorry, Blake. Like, I, I appreciate the question. I think it's a good, fair question. Um, I just don't – like, every single answer here depends on what the other teams do. So I don't think we can even, like, pinpoint a number for Purdue because it ultimately would come down to what do other teams do. So um, I think it would be easier to do of, like, how do you make the tournament – and I think actually we've had uh, it was Joe Joe Jackson who was going through and trying to do like what's the magic number for Big Ten teams, mm -hmm. but ultimately as far as once you go like it all depends on what other teams do. Like if Houston doesn't lose games in the Big Twelve, then it, it, Purdue could lose two games and drop to a two seed. Like it just depends. So I don't feel comfortable giving an answer, but I do appreciate the question, and I'm sorry that's a horrible answer for our best question today. Shout out Blake. It was an okay answer. Okay. I don't know. I just, I don't like giving non-answers. Like if I was a head coach sitting at a podium, I would do my best to never duck a question. Well, at least we kind of answer it. If we, you know, Blake being a Boiler fan, we could have just hit him with a, you don't know basketball. That's true. Which was fun. That was what we did in the peepers. Um, but could you like pretend I'm a head coach and throw some like hardball questions at me real quick, by the way, I kind of just want to like get a taste of what that would feel like. Um, if Phil Martelli and John Sanderson were hanging off of shark infested waters, who would you save? I'm Jawan in this or I'm me? You're Jawan. I would save Phil Martelli. That's my guy. John Sanderson doesn't stand up for what the program is. What is the program, Jawan? The program is about competing. For competitors only. That's what we do here. I'm only going to bring in competitors. I'm only going to bring in people that want to win, do things the right way. We develop pros. We develop next-level players. We get to the NBA. We have long-lasting, successful careers. And most importantly, we're Michigan men. So why this year are you going to – or why last year did you go to the NIT and this year you're on path to go absolutely nowhere? Well, I've certainly made mistakes as head coach. I need to fix those. That's what I'm here to do. When are you going to fix them, Juwan? This year is when I'm going to fix them. Great question. Oh, you're pretty good at this. I would I would love it. I would love to not duck smoke. All right. Uh, let's get to our topics today. So, Gavoni. How do you feel about Gavoni before we get into this? Are you a Gavoni guy? Major. I want to be Gavoni. You do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've never known this about you. Yep. 
No, like, uh, no love for Schmitz. No love for Vecini. No love for the other NBA guys. They're not. They're not. They're not bag focused. I think like Gavoni is. Gavoni's about that bag, and I'm with that. So like Gavoni's like, here's my charge for a positive tweet. Mm-hmm. In that case, how much do we think Zach Eady paid him to move from mid second round up to projected 14th overall lottery pick? Which is what I don't know. I don't know but something needs to be addressed about that. And okay. I think that's what I think that's what we're here to do with this topic. I'm guessing. Yeah. So Zach Zach Eady uh, arose rose on the draft board up to 14th. Uh, that is in the lottery. Zach Eady is a lottery pick in the latest projections, according to Jonathan Gavoni. Uh, he is one of the biggest names in NBA draft circles, it, 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 like for Purdue fans that might be unaware with how the NBA stuff works. Like if Gavoni is listing you in a certain spot, that's usually a very good indication of where you could go. Uh, as Carter is alluding to, there are some questions <laughs> on like – where where Gavoni's motivations coming from? Um, he definitely supports and promotes certain players that have financial ties to things he cares about. Uh, with that said, this is super notable because Edie has always been a projected second round guy by everyone collectively. Mm-hmm. There have been people who have listed him as like he's not getting drafted, but he'll sign a two way. I think everybody is correctly confident Edie will play in the NBA in some form. I never, ever, 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 ever expected Zach Eady to come back to school and be listed as a lottery pick. What do you make of this change? Okay, so we are getting back to our sleepers roots here, and we need to find the middle here, okay? Mm. Zach Eady is not a lottery pick in the NBA. He isn't. I know this draft class is weak. I know that Zach Eady's National Player of the Year back-to-back, and he I think he is an NBA player. He is in no way, shape, or form a lottery pick. If he is a lottery pick, I would have serious questions on, one, why, because there needs to be some motivations behind that in my eyes. But also, Zach Eady, to me, isn't some, like, second-round, 50th-range pick whatsoever to me at all. So I think it's more of a middle-type thing. I think Zach Eady is a first-round pick. But, like, I think Zach Eady's a player you get in the 20s, not in the lottery. In the like, first round. I th- I think he is a first-rounder. I do think he is a first-rounder. Like, late first round in a bad draft. Um, I think that if a GM picks Edie in the lottery, though, they'll be fired within the year. Interesting. Okay, how much of this year's draft being a quote-unquote down draft matters to you? Because it is. This is the worst draft I think we've seen since the Trey Burke draft, which was horrible. And Giannis came out of nowhere. Like nobody had Giannis projected as a top 10 pick. If Giannis wasn't in that draft, we're still looking back on that draft as like the worst draft ever. Uh, Giannis kind of saved it. Maybe there will be someone internationally that saves this draft. It could happen. But is it going to be Edie? Like <laughs> could Edie be a long-term guy? I don't know. But is it just, is it because this draft stinks that like, People are like, well, why would we not put the generational college basketball player higher? It, it does factor in 100% because, I mean, you if you just narrow it down tonight in the international guys, you just go down and you're like, who is the best American draft prospect? Or like guy who's playing college basketball or G League at night right now. And all those guys are stocked down, right? Like like uh, Buzelis stocked down, Ron Holland stocked down, Isaiah Collier stocked down. Um, you know, it, it's just there's no real certain thing, so it definitely plays a factor. 
Uh, but that's why I say like end of first round in this type of draft is where I see Edie. Like give me Edie 25 to 30, somewhere in there. Uh, lottery is just insane. And I love Zach Edie. And he is he is the going to be the back-to-back national player of the year. But uh, nah, lottery pick, I'm sorry. That's just, that's just, that's blasphemy. Okay. Um, where he ends up getting picked honestly doesn't matter that much to me. And maybe I'm unique in saying that. But uh, I don't think like Edie's going to have a more or less successful career based on what draft slot he gets chosen. I do think team, team got, will matter though, right? Situational matter, yeah. But like, there's good teams that pick in a the lottery. There's bad teams that pick late. Like it, the the draft order is always random. Teams can trade up or down. Like it, it, the point is, like if he gets picked tenth versus picked thirtieth, to me, I don't think that like dictates whether or not he's going to be a good NBA player. Um, I feel very strongly that Zach Eady is going to be like a 10 year guy in the NBA and a rotation player. Like I, I don't think Zach Eady is going to be an end of bench guy that can't get in the game. I think with how good he is from the free throw line, that's the biggest thing. Like he's still going to get fouled in the NBA all the time. And that's still like a higher points per possession than anything else you can get in NBA basketball. So he needs to find a right system. He needs to find a team, especially that like defensively can help him a little bit. Cause I think he'll get much more exposed with NBA spacing than he does. Like in college, he can really play drop coverage and teams just aren't going to be able to score at the rim in the NBA. It's a little more spread out. He's going to have to get out further to the three point line to try and chase people. Athletes are more explosive, quicker, all of that. He's not just going to be able to sit in the paint as much. He could pick up three seconds, right? So I think that's his biggest obstacle, but I still trust him to figure that out. Like Edie moves incredibly well for how big he is. His stamina is like so much better than the other gargantuan big men who have been in the NBA. I truly strongly believe the only comparison, I've said it before and you always laugh at me, the only comparison for him is Yao Ming. Like that's, that's the only comparison I see for this guy. And I don't think he's going to be as good as that. But I think he can be like a slightly worse version. I, I can't wait for you to. Okay, first of all, Yao Ming like had some some Paul Gasol to his game. I think Edie has a little bit. I, I, I know you're going to fact check me on this, but why do I think that Yao Ming had a burner low key? But like a burner from the line is what Zach Eadie has. Like, yeah, but Zach Eadie hasn't even attempted a three-point shot. I'm pretty career. sure we've done this in the past, and you're wrong about Yao Ming having a burner. Let me Okay, not a up. burner, but, like, he attempts and makes threes. Let me pull this up because, again, I'm pretty sure we've done this before, and it's not true. Yao Ming in his entire NBA career is two for ten from the three-point line. That's That's – Okay, yeah, we definitely have done this before. I we have. Yeah, the Yao's thing was he was an eighty-three percent free throw shooter, and he was unstoppable yeah, and, because of it. And Zach Eady can do that. Well, also George Bush was in office when Yao Ming was doing that. Like it's a, it's a different game. So you don't think Yao Ming would be playable in this year's NBA? No. So what do you think Zach Eady is in the NBA? I think he's like a Boban type player, but better. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It? Why? Yeah, he's a he's just a way better basketball player than Boban. I, I think you're sleeping on Boban. I think Boban can hoop, but like Bo Edie's way more mobile. He has way more stamina. He's better defensively. I think he's better from the line, and Boban's good from the line. But like, 
I think he's a better post. Well, no, he's not a better post scorer. Boban has shit to him on the block, but like, Edie's a better Boban to me. I, That's I think if if Boban could play thirty six minutes a game and get up and down the floor, Boban would never come off the floor. No, I think Boban can. The thing is that keeps him off the floor is just that he, he it's just not. I guess susceptible to today's NBA game is what it is. I see. I don't think he has stamina like that. I don't think he can move like that. I think Edie can actually move. What's Edie? Okay, I'm not gonna do that whole thing because that's that's no NBA center. But like, what does Zach Edie look like checking Joel Embiid? Just standing up, he'll do better than a lot of NBA bigs do. What does he look like guarding Jokic? Just standing up, he'll do a lot better than okay. NBA bigs do. All right. Car, you're a big man. Like you're telling me who's the biggest big man you've ever had to try and score against? Uh probably like seven one. And was the seven one guy you went up against, was he the best big you ever played? Or was he just seven one? <laughs> he's just seven one. And was it still really hard to score over him because he's seven one? Yeah. Like that's and I'm not doing he's just big and nothing else because part of Edie's game is he doesn't foul. Like it's an incredible strength that he's so good at being vertical and not fouling. That's gonna translate to the NBA. Like, and, and no, he's not gonna shut down Jokic. No, he's not gonna shut down Embiid because nobody does. But like against the average replacement level NBA center, like Edie's going to be an asset, both offensively and defensively. I like that's I'll just die on this hill, man. I will die on this hill. He will be closer to the gargantuans that have been starting centers for years in the NBA, then he will be like a guy that never gets off the bench. So like, who is his NBA comp? Like, is Yao Ming? Can I get somebody in today's day and age? There isn't one. There's like, that's, there isn't one. Like you could always, you could do this with Luca Garza. Cause it's like, okay, who's the, who's the guy that doesn't guard at all, but is a really great shooter. Like, there's comps there is there is no comparison for who this guy is physically at all other than Boban and Yao Ming which and, by the and, way and and Wemby no because he's he, he's so much stronger like Wemby still doesn't know Wemby doesn't know who he wants to be I know you're okay. laughing you meant that as a joke but like that's it, you have to take that seriously he's one of three guys I can think of that are that tall like that matters I I get I understand it I really do but like the the dude can't shoot outside of the paint. I think you're you're underestimating the shooting ability with how good he is at the line. Like, I mean, if I could, if I could see a glimmer of it or somewhere a glimpse of it, I would buy you it don't more. Trust but... the shot at all? Like, no, he's, a, he's an elite no. free throw shooter. No, yeah, I I don't. I'm not I'm not on the that translate bandwagon even from the free throw line no i think the free th- I, I think he's an amazing free throw shooter for his size he's a great free throw shooter i don't think that translates into anything as far as like shooting a jumper but does it like with yao ming did it have to he was two for ten from his career from three like i said bush was in office okay that's all we're doing all right so does zach Eady ever start in an nba game yes does he ever start for a whole season? Uh, I I wouldn't put I wouldn't rule that out the based on today's NBA teams. What's the most points per game Zach Eady scores in his career in the NBA? 
Uh, nine. Yeah, I think he gets to double digits. If uh, if he was on the Detroit Pistons, he would be our blank best big. He would be our second. Be better than Isaiah Stewart? Yeah. Better than Bagley? Better than Wiseman? Yeah. Okay. A lot, of guys guys got, a lot of guys who got picked very highly in the NBA draft. Yeah, three guys that also stink. Where does he end up getting picked? Uh, he will go... He'll go 29th to the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. I think he goes early second round. And I, I don't know how. I don't know if they own this pick or not. He's, he's going to end up on the Spurs. I feel very confident in that. <laughs> Just somehow. Dog, can you imagine Wemby and Edie on the court together? It would be fun. Zach Collins at the three. What would anyone do? Like, seriously, what would anyone do? What would you do? <laughs> I don't know how you do anything against that. <laughs> I mean, there's something you could do. I mean, that's just, if I'm pop, you got to make that happen somehow. It'd be crazy. All right. Uh, our last two topics today are going to be Big Ten oriented. They're fun ones. Uh, I want to do a New Year's resolution for every Big Ten team. I want to do these relatively quick because we're already over on time because we're bad at this. Uh, so let's start at the top as we always try to go in alphabetical order. Let's start with Illinois. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> a New Year's resolution for Illinois basketball. Um, uh honestly just say it like, just, I, I know this is very hard for you right now just make it pg but say it just keep the main thing the main thing and stay focused and do the right thing okay all right there you go uh i'll say my version which i think is maybe pg 13 if yours is pg let's all agree to stay within state lines unless unless traveling with the basketball team just do whatever you want within the state of Illinois from now on. That's what I want. Just cheers lock that. in. Just lock in, Illinois. Uh, yeah, cheers. Let's cheers to every resolution. Cheers, Illinois. I just took a melatonin. Hot man. Indiana, what's the New Year's resolution for Indiana? Get Xavier Johnson back. Yeah. That's lame. They need him. Okay, so that that'd be like someone saying like my New Year's resolution is like get my girl back. Like that's not it's not exactly something you can control. Well, well, I, sorry, Greg. That not, so there's there's some poor sap out there who is not blessed enough to find their wife in college, and his New Year's resolution is to get his back. Well, he's gonna fail at his New Year's resolution if that's his resolution. Maybe grow, work on your own game, and then see who else comes to you. Uh, <laughs> that's a little life dating. Tip right there. Kind of nice. Okay. Uh, Indiana, my resolution for Indiana and Mike Woodson is to only play two bigs at once. Let's try that. Let's let's just start out with that and see how it goes. When you played one game with just two bigs, Malik Renault looked like an all-star. So uh why don't we do some cycling of that? Like I would like to see Khalil Ware with Mackenzie and Baco at the four. I would like to see Renault with Mbako at the four. I would like to see Renault and Ware together with no Mbako and maybe some smaller guys around them. Yes, they need Xavier Johnson healthy, but uh give me two, not three bigs. Uh Iowa. What's the resolution for Iowa? 
Uh, ooh, I was going to say win enough games for Fran to keep his job for the rest of the year, but there's nothing that could happen that would have him not finish out the year. So do you have one or no? <laughs> God, why am I so bad at this? This is why um, you don't, this is why you don't take, don't take naps. Shout out to, shout out to, or don't take breaks. Shout out to Drake. You are rusty, and you're also taking mel- you're taking breaks in melatonin. So that's where I'm at. I'm just gonna power through. Uh, I, my resolution for I was that Peyton Sanford needs to start wearing a mask, a Rip Hamilton style mask, and see if that does anything to swing his game or the season. Actually, no, I have mine. Mine is let the young bulls rock for Iowa. Hmm. All Owen young- Freeman, yeah, like just I'll go all in on Owen Freeman, the other Sanford, and. You know, Josh Dix for all I care and Brock Harding, just all young bulls. I got to take that Brock Harding isn't who you keep telling me he is, by the way. Hmm? I have a take that Brock Harding isn't who you keep telling me that he is. I still think that he is. Okay. But like at a certain point, couldn't he just like show it maybe? Yeah. Yeah. He could. He could. Like Owen Freeman is showing it. Brock is not really. He's not really doing anything. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Okay. Maryland, what's a resolution for the Terps? <laughs> beg for Turgeon to come back. <laughs> uh, I would like Kevin Willard to give up coffee. I for I know this from previous uh, Field of 68 experiences. I got to interview him a couple times. Very nice guy. Everybody loves Kevin Willard. Everybody speaks really highly of him. Uh, he is addicted to caffeine. He claims he drinks eight cups of coffee a day. Like That's a real thing, and he's been doing it for years. Uh, I want Tur- or, uh, I keep calling him Turgeon. I want Willard to stop doing everything that he's doing, which has to start with coffee. Maybe he's a totally different guy, and his team looks totally different if he gives up the biggest part of his life. Like what, he grows hair? Oh, just no coffee, and then we'll see what happens next. Uh, Michigan, should, this should be a fun one. What's the resolution for Michigan? Keep all your players eligible. That's no fun, though. I mean, um. Keep your hands to yourself. I mean that we're far past that. My resolution is I want everybody involved in the Michigan basketball program to start doing some self-help, like self-therapy. Everyone. Like I like they like they they all should pull the JJ McCarthy and like meditate mm -hmm. before the game. Not even meditation unless the therapist recommends, but I I want every single player to meet with a mandatory hour-long therapy session with a therapist once a week. (laughs) See, why do I feel like Michigan wouldn't even be able to handle that? Like, it'd be someone hired by Juwan. The therapist is going behind the back telling them everything they say to Juwan. Like, it would just be... Something You're right. Crazy. You're right. I shouldn't do. I shouldn't introduce anything new. Uh, my Twitter resolution for myself with Michigan is to be more honest this year, which is why I'm being very upfront and honest about the fact that Juwan Howard is single-handedly decimating this program brick by brick. He's blowing it up. He's ruining it. He lit it on fire. He poured gasoline on it, and then he lit a match and dropped it on his own family, his two sons, and now on everyone who's associated with this program. It's a disaster. Michigan State, what's your resolution for the Spartans? Ooh, what is my resolution for this part? I this this might be more of wish than resolution, but it's for there to not be another game where Xavier Booker doesn't play at least eight minutes. 
Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was going to keep it simple, and I was going to say just play to Xavier Booker too. Um, I don't like agreeing with you and saying that, but um, hmm, hmm. I guess I'll I'm gonna say uh, pick two centers. Pick two centers. Because Jackson Kohler is about to come back to this team, and I consider him a center. And I don't want to see three centers playing every single game for this team. Over or under five minutes that you see Kohler, Sissoko, and Cooper on the floor at once? Zero. It won't happen. Okay. You will see like Cohen Carr, Malik Hall, and two of them, though, when he's trying to prove a point. Okay, I, I, let's just say before the start of the season, you would probably say that we see zero minutes of Sissoko and Cooper, and we saw them start together. So probably also test, added resolution, more headbands. I think everybody, I think Trey Holloman should put a second headband on. Uh, Tyson Walker, maybe more, maybe a bigger headband. Um, and then any players that haven't put a headband on, it would be really nice to see some more head accessories from this team. Uh, don't don't give me that look, Minnesota. What's your resolution? Keep Pharrell Payne. Everything you do is to keep him. I like that. Uh, I'm thinking of our lovely Minnesota basketball fan Twitter friend um, who might listen to this. Maybe this will make its way to him, and I want to make sure he gets his money's worth here with a really good resolution. So I'm going to settle on this. The number one thing I think could help Minnesota basketball be relevant again. I think they should raise the floor at the barn even higher. Higher? higher yes like i think i think we should take the barn floor where it currently is and put like five barn floors on top of it so the point that it's it's like a good 20 feet above ground level and you have to take a ladder to get up to it and the people in the first 10 rows can't even see all of the like they're looking up and they're only seeing the ball and like waist up from players no higher is crazy yeah, I want to see it go higher. Can you take me? Sorry. Come here. I'm about to take you higher. Oh, we're about to say that. There's some good. We might need top five higher songs after this. Let's stay on track, though. What is that? Uh, what is that Temp song called Higher? Yeah. The. You know the one I'm talking about, the one that Drake sampled. No, that's that's Free Mind. No, 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 no. We're about to. This is about to be taken down from us. But I cannot hear a damn thing. Is it, is it called higher? If the world was ending, would oh, you try? Yeah. Would you try to get me? That's up there. Heat song, by the way. Uh, okay, moving, <laughs> moving on. Sorry about that interlude. Nebraska, uh, what's your resolution? Ooh. I think the easy obvious one is keep everyone healthy but i'm gonna go with something a little bit like a little bit more creative because i think you've been creative i need to meet you halfway sure um i think that bobblehead nights should be incorporated i think there <laughs> needs to be a healthy middle you can't be giving out cake pops that's way too much participation banner they're too good for that this season i think i think they need to start carrying themselves like a good basketball team and i think good basketball teams do like bobbleheads posters mm -hmm. not like cake pops and like half off acai bowl coupons like let's 
I think bobbleheads is the way to go for Nebraska. I love that. Um, I have two resolutions. I want Fred Hoiberg to grow a beard. That's one. I think that would change things massively. Second, I want more love. I don't know how they do it, but they need to promote the Lincoln bar scene better. Mm. But I, I just want I want everybody to put some respect on the Lincoln bar scene because I would kill to go bar hopping in Lincoln. And I, I would not say that about many other Big Ten cities that we've been to. So Facts. Underrated. All right. Uh, Northwestern? Resolution? Shit. Find a loophole to get Chase Hardee's back? Um, no. I think that my resolution would be do everything you can to make Boo Booey an All-American. Yeah. Boo will do that himself. I I don't mean to shit on your resolution, but like I mean no, because he he can't. But like, I don't think there's anything Northwestern can do to help Boo more than Boo helps Boo. Um, I have a resolution for Northwestern, and then I have a resolution for Boo. For Northwestern, hit the books, embrace the fact that everyone will be going pro in something other than sports. You're at Northwestern for the God of like just 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 embrace it. Like let's stop pretending like with the whole t- like does Ty Berry really need to be practicing right now? Like the man could be practicing owning a business one day. Like let's go get a jump start on that. Uh, same goes for you, Brooks. Same goes for you, Ryan. Same goes for you, Matthew. Like, I, we don't need to pretend these guys are hoopers anymore. Chase Adige is gone and Boo has nothing left. It's disastrous. Uh, then my resolution for Boo is live it up, man. Enjoy it. Like, hit the shy. I don't know where you're going after the shy. I mean, maybe still staying in the shy. Maybe you'll be a grad assistant. Maybe you'll join your, your bro, Taylor, and everyone will be one big happy family. But for the next three months, just live it up, man. Like you in the shy, like Tuesday night, you don't got a game till Thursday. Like kid, go go kill him. Go go go, get, go go get a fit off, boo. Like go get a fit off. Go crazy, man. Like that's there's nothing else to do. Go enjoy it. Hey. Uh, Ohio State, what's your resolution? Uh, my resolution is to embrace Roddy Gale as the best player on the team. Mm, spicy. Yeah, it it be either that or go full. Actually, you can't go full. It'd be two-part. Give me Roddy Gale, best player, and also give me a stretch of seven games where we let the young bulls rock and see what we have, whether good or bad. Okay, yeah, I like that. I do at some point want to see if the freshmen are good, but I think Holtman's smart enough that if they're not playing, that just means they're not good. Um, I My resolution for Chris Holtman is to be more petty. I want to see a petty side of Chris Holtman. That melatonin's kicking in. Uh, so... Chris Holtman last year, now he's need a sip of water. Are we all right? Chris Holtman last year just got eviscerated by his own media all season long. We saw it in person. Like we felt very sad for him because you especially were adamant that like Holtman's a good coach. He's going to figure it out. And everybody wanted this man's head on a stick. And uh, he's got him back. They're going to be good. This program's going nowhere. Chris Holtman got things figured out. He just had to get the cancer out, Bryce Sensabaugh. And uh, now – I want him on a little bit of a personal revenge tour. Like I want him in front of the microphone at the podium, kind of looking around the room. Like I took some names last year. I remember what you wrote about me. Like we're 11 and two right now. I remember that. I want some of that. But that's, that'd be, that'd be Christopher not playing his game. I don't want him to play his game anymore. I want him to play a new game. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Penn state resolution. 
I mean, do they have to have a resolution? I feel like they've done okay. I feel like they need to keep on the same path. I have a resolution for me with Penn State, which is to watch more Penn State basketball to know more about this team. Why would you do that, though? I don't know anything about him. I just know Kanye Clary's good and Ace Baldwin's not as good as people try to tell me he was. Why does Kanye Clary strike me as a Michigan player next year? Might need to get my scouting hat on, but I'm – I don't even. I might be an Illinois fan now, man. There's so much up in the air. Purdue, what's your resolution for Purdue? My resolution for Purdue is to, well, you know, Payne did a good job of it. I kind of wanted to be like a shrinking of the rotation, but I think it's more Gillis, less trying to find other guys. Okay. Um, okay. Actually, as a whole, less focus from both. No, this less focus from the fan base on new guys and more focus on guys you had getting better. Okay, I don't hate that. Uh, my resolution for Purdue is to contribute in some fashion in late February to a super spreader event. I would like another pandemic, and I would like another pandemic to be partially responsible from the Boilermakers it probably requires like another quick overseas trip, maybe something they keep under wraps, maybe something that's not publicized. Maybe it's just like Braden Fletch, Zach, Painter's private jet straight to Wuhan. <laughs> and, Greg, Greg, follow yeah. me here. Uh-huh, yep. In the NBA season, when it got canceled, what was the quote-unquote event that started it all? Rudy Gobert touching microphones. Give me Zach Eady postgame at Mackey, touching a bunch of microphones. And or whoever, Lance Jones actually, Lance Jones. I want to be the one who starts it. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah, I just I we need another pandemic. We need it to happen in late February, and then for Purdue's sake, from there, one of two things happens: either you know the the sport will get shut down for like two weeks. That's fine. Who cares? You're Purdue. Uh, then either the NCAA tournament returns, but it's a bubble tournament and it's played in Indiana. That's win number one. Purdue wins the title going away if that happens. And then number two, the other alternative is that they don't play the NCAA tournament and it's canceled. And then Purdue can do the Cassius Winston thing where they just claim a national title for the next 50 years. <laughs> That'd it's be great. Perfect. It's perfect, yeah. right? It's yeah. absolutely perfect. Uh, okay. Ye- Rutgers, Rutgers. Just focus on next year. That's it. Skip the year. Yeah, like you got Derek Harper and you got Ace Bailey coming, and those dudes are tough. You're, you'll be okay. My resolution for Steve Peichel is before those freshmen show up on campus, hire an offensive coordinator. Like go go get yourself the offensive version of Luke Yaklich. Address your flaws, fix your flaws, be a better version of you. Make Ben Johnson say no. Yeah, why not? That would actually be good. And now Wisconsin, uh, the final resolution for the Big Ten, Wisconsin. Free Gussie Alden. Scary thought. Um, Gusk is going to put up numbers at the ice parade, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lily's on the lake? Crazy. Crazy. Oh, Crazy. <laughs> uh, I was going to say free counter season. And I also want to see more AJ Store off the backboard. Oops, from Chucky Hepburn. Crazy, crazy. That's the times we're living in right now. Wild times, absolutely wild times. All right, uh, be better, Big Ten. There's your resolutions on how everybody can take a step forward into the new year. Um, okay, for our final topic, we were going to make this a conference-wide topic, but we're already going long. 
so I'm going to pull rank uh, if you're willing to allow me to do that. Is that okay? I will let you pull rank more in 2024, yes. Okay, thanks. Uh, I want to specifically talk about Illinois' transfer class. Mm. I gave their offseason a D, D minus. That was the grade, right? Everybody remembers that. We addressed it last week with uh, our whole back and forth with Jeremy Werner that uh, I was a little upset that he had called me out for giving them a D minus, wouldn't say my name, et cetera, et cetera. I have no issues with Jeremy now. We've talked more or not more, but we just exchanged messages and uh, things are fine. No ill will to him. He's fine. But I do want to eat some crow. I want to just like address this because tonight Marcus Damask had, what he finished with? 35, five and five. Yeah. <laughs> like it's absurd. He had 32, uh, six and five tonight in their win over Northwestern. Damask is insane. He looks even, he looks way better, not even, but he looks way better without Terrence Shannon. And uh, we don't know. They might get Terrence Shannon back. We've alluded to it. We'll see. But the bottom line is there were a lot of individuals in this class that uh, we underestimated that I underestimated. And I want to revisit this. So let's go back and give Illinois an updated grade for uh, their transfer. Let's just specifically their transfer class. Maybe not the offseason grade, but the class itself, Quincy Garrier, Justin Harmon, Marcus Damask, notably no point guard. The guys they got rid of, Jaden Epps, Sky Clark, RJ Melendez. What's hey. the grade? Hey. Hey. Okay. You're not saying A? I'd say A+. plus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, A. A star. Okay, uh, can we go, like, line by line? Because we have Koi in the Discord. We love Koi DePratt, longtime Sleepers fan, member of the Discord, Illinois fan. Uh, has wanted to start a Quincy Garrier-Tyler Wall dialogue for a while. I know Tyler Wall's your guy. Garrier's been really, really good this season, though. And now he's playing, like, 35 minutes a game. He's never coming off the floor. Um, like, is it is it fair to speculate, like, Garrier's that good? Yeah, 100%. And I've had the running joke or trope that, before every game, Gary spins a wheel and half is Oregon and half is Syracuse. And that determines which version of Quincy Gary you get every single game. And I think that Brad or maybe somebody on the staff must have, uh, what is it, uh, uh, altered the device by putting a magnet or something on the Oregon side, or sorry, on the Syracuse side, because Gary has been playing great basketball um, and it's also been for like a long stretch of time. Like you had that game. What what, what was the Gary game? He played well, but they lost Tennessee. That Tennessee. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. We thought maybe that was like a, Oh, flash in the pan. If Gary plays this well, they're not going to win. I, he's consistently played well since then in my eyes. So uh, that's a plus for them. And it's looking like it's going to be like sustained throughout the whole season. The mask is a killer. Like the mask is really, really really good and if he's willing to step up to and like be that guy and take that role that Terrence Shannon had I, I think he's one that can do it um we'll have to see it sustained but he has all the tools to do it that man has a, a very deep bag that I didn't even know was that deep but he's got some he's got some shit to him right, as we like to say yeah I just I'm so impressed with Brad in a way um because I think like I was wrong about how last year the issues with that team were not like systemic program failures and they were not even necessarily of Brad's doing. Like obviously Brad builds the rosters. So when you build a roster that takes on Matthew Meyer, 
you are responsible for Matthew Myers craziness. But I, I honestly think that team did about as good as they possibly could have done with the craziness of the people within that locker room. And we didn't give Brad enough credit for that in the middle of criticizing him for that. We should never, ever, ever again forget the fact that Brad Underwood is a killer of a coach. Like this guy, this guy's an insanely good basketball coach. Mm-hmm. We knew that before last season. And then we kind of just like forgot about it for a season because of all the antics. And we we thought it was Brad's fault of the antics. And it kind of was, kind of wasn't. But like no coach in the country could have made Illinois do better than they did last season with the drama of those individuals. And Brad handled it flawlessly despite criticism from idiots like me all off season of like, saying you need talent you don't need just nice guys and no he's like right i'm wrong everybody's wrong except for him like i I, it's crazy to me and from a basketball sense it's it's not just like oh the team's good so i have to eat crow and say that like quincy garrier in the last five games is doing shit quincy garrier has never done in his career at two different programs in four years of playing basketball like i've I've never seen this dude look like this. He has five straight games now, 22 points in the Tennessee loss, 15 points, 28 points, 14 points, 14 points. He's getting like 10 rebounds in those games. Like this is just a different dude. He used to be a guy who just shoots threes and does nothing else. And now he's like a slasher who is always making the unselfish plays, always in the right spot. I just feel like he's gotten a ton better. And I think I know Damask was good at Southern Illinois, but like I think there's an argument that Damask has gotten a ton better and a ton more comfortable, even just from like his first game in an Illinois uniform to now a month and a half later. Like the fact that he's capable of going for 32 and five and six in a game without Terrence Shannon at this level against a Big Ten opponent is nuts to me. Like Brad actually develops players at such a good rate compared to other people that I don't want to lose sight of that. Like I, these ads weren't the greatest on paper. They look great now because Brad Underwood's a genius. Yeah. He's a great coach. And I think that, and this might cause a little bit of an uproar, but I'm going to say it. There's some similarities to me between coach painter and coach Underwood in my eyes. And this is where I'm going to stretch and make the comparison. I, it's more so like I think people give Painter his props as a great coach no matter what. Like, it's always, he's a great coach, he's a great coach. Oh, but he doesn't have the March success. It's it's less like people giving people, giving, you know, Underwood his credit as a great coach, but it's always, yeah, Underwood's been good at Illinois, but he hasn't really, you know, he doesn't have the second weekend. He doesn't have the March success. And I think that's kind of what's holding them back. And, you know, you you can say that and it's part of like you know the whole we go back to the whole is it legacy or is it you know what they mean as a coach but you cannot deny that in the big 10 conference when it comes to winning games brad underwood has been one of the best coaches at doing that oh, in the last couple years. so yeah, that, that that's that's a that's an objective fact that can't be argued so you know say what you want i get it the second weekend things it is what it is but brad put on an absolute masterclass of how a coach should operate in the summer in my eyes. Like he got his two stars back and then he got some good guys to bring in around him, and he got rid of the bad guys. Yeah. Like literally yeah, to, perfect, to, perfect, to, perfect, to perfection. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, let's just go like guy by guy from the off season quick and give it individual grades. You have the whole class is an A. I have an A plus, but like the Gary A ad looking back on it, 
That's an A. Like smash yeah. it out of the park home run. Uh, yeah. Justin Harmon has not looked anything crazy. All of a sudden, Terrence Shannon's off this team. He has 18 and 20 in back-to-back games. <laughs> like, uh, who's this? Free Harmon and free Dane. I just don't get it, man. I didn't know this kid was capable of this. He wasn't doing this until December 29th when Shannon's – and he's not even playing more minutes. Like, tonight, he played 29 minutes against Northwestern. He only played 19 against Fairleigh Dickinson, which is right in line with what he'd been doing all season. He just looked way better. Like He's getting, he's getting, he's taking the the – the second year transfer jump early. He only needed half a season. It's crazy. It's like opportunity with some of these guys. Do you give him an A too as an ad? Yeah, I would actually. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Harmon a B plus just because like, I think if you had gotten Ray J Dennis, who is the other target, they're better. Mm, Okay. Yeah. I'm fine with that. B plus. Um, Damask is an A plus clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go through the depart. Like, Melendez Epps Clark is there anybody you actually wish was on this team now because we've we've talked about this in the past and you and I have both said yeah we still want guys do you actually stand by that now I stand by that with Sky I think Sky could still play for this team I love Sky I really do I think this and and and, and 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 I think that I think it's been if you would have asked me this like two weeks ago I would have been like yes for sure sky 100 it's a little bit less now with how ty's been playing and how the team's been playing i think this team gets worse with any of the three of them probably i just do because i i think that's two reasons i think one they actually have found something with ty a point guard in a way that wasn't here the first game of the season but now it is like especially without not to say they're better without shannon but like without shannon they actually lean a lot heavier on ty and like it works. Like when you play a team that starts boo-booey at point guard, like he can expose that man through the post. And uh, I don't know. I just think, I think they'd be flirting with still trying to play a small guard versus just leaning into Ty and Ty getting better. And I think deep down Ty and other leaders on this team hated those guys. So like, I think you're seeing the best version of Ty right now, just because he's happy to show up and go to work every day, be an everyday guy in a way that he wasn't last year. Illinois is really goddamn good. It'd be like if you and I added a third member who was like objectively really good at this, but like we hated them. Like, I actually have a list of those people in my phone. Let's not name drop. We can text it. I have one in mind right now who'd be like, oh, third sleepers co host. And like deep down, you and I just despise him, but he like objectively yeah. makes the show way better. Yeah. And like we just kick him off and we're like, oh, we're way better without that. That's That's what's happening here. Yeah crazy all right well congrats illinois we have a recap up on the channel of uh illinois and northwestern the dominant win go watch that but uh a plus that's the transfer portal grade i give your team a plus illinois fans we'll see you next time oh wait no we gotta end the show one big thing jesus sorry we're doing a podcast episode here i keep forgetting what's your one big thing cart i blame i blame myself my energy is affecting your energy but that's okay my one big thing, and I've already let you know this, Greg, and everyone thinks that I just say things all the time. And I do say a lot of things, and some of those things don't come true. But for the most part, like 82% of the time, I'm really about that with what I say. And I want everyone to know that I was about that. When I say that, I got the Robbie Avila. 
I got the I got the goggles and I'm bringing them back for hoop coming up here. So I just want to throw these on real quick. By the way, these are very comfortable. But I got the Robbie Avila's. I'll be wearing these when I hoop from now on. Uh, the straps are coming in tomorrow, so I can keep them on my head because I get I get hit in the head a lot because I got I got that type of game. Um, but I'm very excited to give these a go. Um, and I just want to let everybody know that I got these goggles, basically. Okay, that's a great one big thing to start the season off. Uh, very nice. Um, okay, I'm gonna do one big thing about Michigan football. Cover your ears if you want, Cart. Sorry. I'm going to just do it. Uh, I, I'm i really happy for my dad. That's all I want to say. Really happy for my dad. I went over and watched the game with my mom and dad. And uh, I'm happy for my mom, too. Don't get me wrong. Love the two of them. They're both extremely happy. But uh, my the whole reason I'm such a sports freak fan, it, like, it was all built on watching Michigan football. That was like what they cared about. And then, obviously, as I grew up, I found my own interests. And they never cared about basketball. I fell in love with it. Now my mom like watches Michigan with me and we text about a lot. I have a lot of great emotional memories of me being an only child and developing bonds and a relationship with my parents through watching sports and the strongest of which emotionally growing up, we're watching Michigan football games. So I know it's been a, it's been a tumultuous path knowing like I don't like Jim Harbaugh. They know that like I went, I chose to go to Michigan state over going to Michigan that was the thing. I felt kind of like oddly guilty because I felt like I was letting my dad down in a sick way, the Michigan grad. Uh, but they were fully supportive of me through all of that. And I've always tried to make sure like when there's a big Michigan game or something, like if I can, like I want to go back and watch it with them because it's fun. Can't tell you how many times I've watched Michigan football games end in disaster in my life. And it just always, always, always felt like they would never get over the hump to the point that I started thinking like, damn, I wonder if I'll ever like, get to see my dad experience a championship or not. And uh, now I do. And I'm really happy. Like I got to watch it in their house, in a house they just built or they're bought to move to my city to take care of my daughter more with me. Like uh, it, cool to have that happen the very first year and to be sitting right by pops as they did get over the hump and make a national championship. So shout out Dave, shout out Connie, not going to hit him with a go blue. Uh, my mom let out a loud Michigan versus everybody when they clinched, and that made me cringe a little bit. But I'm happy for them. Yeah, I'm. I, I am happy for your parents, and I'm happy that Michigan was able to defy all odds and get here. We'll end the show on that. Uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.